This is Studio A from Interlochen Public Radio. Welcome to Studio A at Interlochen Public Radio. I'm Amanda Sewell. Calliope Brass is a quintet based in New York. They are here at IPR this week as our ensemble in residence recording music for an upcoming album. We're talking today with Samantha Lake, the group's tuba player. Hi. Hello. And also the ensemble's producer for this album, Eric Saris. Hey, how you doing? Hi, welcome. So Sam, let's start with you. Um, tell us how Calliope got together as an ensemble. Yeah, way back in 2015, uh, many of the members met at a gig. Uh, I wasn't quite in the city yet. I'm the newest member, but I've heard so many stories. It's like folklore to me uh, <laughs> about how this gig over many reps, it was like a music installation uh, thing that women tended to do the gig more often because in the weather, no one wanted to wear a full tux. And so a lot of women in New York City found each other um, <laughs> on brass instruments. And so they decided to start a quintet and took on a huge project to get the group off their feet that way. Uh, I just joined last year and it's been such a pleasure to jump on that train that they've had going since then. Well, the music that you five members of Calliope are recording this week here. It's almost all music that you either commissioned or you're premiering the recordings or you've premiered the pieces in concert. Why go the route of of newer music instead of recording existing brass quintet rep? We still sometimes will play music that's like more standard and, and well-known, um, but there is something so special about bringing music to life and, and really making it our own. Um, also, it's such a, a unique experience to work with composers directly. Um, so we've had really fun time like, collaborating and creating something better than each of us could have thought of on our own. And one of those composers you've worked with is Sarah Giacovino, who is a trombonist and composer. And you folks are premiering her garden story on this album. And you, your quintet currently has exclusive performance rights to this piece. Is that right? Yes. And uh, we performed the piece as a whole in November um, for the first time, I believe, soon, if not like um, in the last month or so our commission members will get to uh and enjoy putting it together as well um i'm excited we'll be the first to put it on the album so you folks led the commissioning consortium right yes and that means you you get first pick of playing the piece is that how that works yeah and it also it meant we had um a little bit more creative collaboration with the composer um, themselves like we've been a part of many other consortiums where um, where you decide to, to like contribute to the funds and then you wait till the music comes back mm. um, so there's a lot less um, back and forth uh, and you might get maybe an example of recording but you're working with mostly just sheet music um, whereas working with Sarah Giacovino, we workshopped drafts of the commission um, we premiered the first movement um, when it was ready, like late spring last year. Um, so it's been like a long, but like 
worthwhile process to bring it to life. And we feel like um, it fits us and we know we're showing what the composer had in mind as well because of that time we spent working with her. Well, we're excited to share some of that music with our listeners here in Studio A. And other than the folks who were maybe in the audience for those performances and your quintet and uh, the composer, nobody's heard this music yet. So let's hear a movement from Garden Story, music of Sarah Giacovino, performed by IPR's Ensemble in Residence, Calliope Brass. Music of Sarah Giacovino. We heard a movement from Garden Story performed by Calliope Brass. They are a quintet based in New York, and they're here at IPR this week. They're our ensemble in residence recording music for an upcoming album, including that piece that we just heard. We're talking with Samantha Lake, who is the tuba player from the group. Now, Samantha, this is not Calliope's first album. Their first album came out in 2021, before you join the group, you're the newest member. Okay. Um, the the members of the group, what did they learn from the first album that maybe is is being translated into this n- new album recording? I've heard about their experience through that process, especially when we're trying to plan how we want to do this album. Um, we knew we wanted to do an album after joining all these commissions and starting our own. That was like the impetus. Um, but I I know that the last time. 
Uh, they recorded the album. It was maybe more in a time crunch and in a, a much smaller studio space in Brooklyn um, with some like close friends and connections. So already I feel like it's such a treat to be playing together in Corson. Uh, we get so much good feedback from the hall and can hear each other. I mean, hopefully we don't continue to fall behind schedule, but it does feel like we can breathe and make sure we, we get recordings that we feel proud of instead of hurrying. I think they recorded the last album in like two days. Mm. So I think we're at, we're like four or five. That, that should uh, be a much more comfortable experience for us. And we should mention you are recording this album not in our Studio A. It's a little cozy in Studio A for a brass quintet. You're recording it in Corson Auditorium here at Interlochen Center for right. the Arts, which has a lot more space. And uh, you'll all walk away without permanent hearing damage right. um, at the end, we hope. So here's a very important question. Does this forthcoming album that you're recording, does it have a name yet? Oh man, we're still and can you tell workshopping. <laughs> we're workshopping. Um, I've had an idea for a few months, but I don't know if we're all on board yet. I think it's been a kind of a coincidence that we have a garden story and we have mycelium stories. So that's uh, another piece on the album uh, having to do with mushrooms. Nice. Um, and yeah, and we have another piece about the goddess of the hunt, and it just feels very like naturally outdoorsy and kind of connected to nature so I wonder how we can fold that into our, our title well we're excited to hear whatever title it comes out and the whole album when it's ready that is Samantha Lake tuba player for Calliope Brass who's here recording an album this week at Interlochen and let's talk now with Eric Saris, who is the group's producer. Not a member, but a special guest star, I guess. Is that... Uh... Oh, I don't know if I'd be a guest star, but a special <laughs> guest, I'll take that. They're the talent, so... <laughs> so you, um, what's the role of a producer in a recording session? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Um, so I mean, that's a big question. It's a big question. Yeah, <laughs> a, a producer. It. You know, it's kind of a catch-all term. I mean, if you've seen the credits on any TV show or movie that you enjoy. You've probably seen several executive producers and producers listed at the top. In the context of a doing an album, for me as a producer within the recording sessions, I'm there to be up in the booth um, with the recording engineers, Michael Culler and Kelly Deepaxquell, have been you know wonderful working with me all day today. I'm so excited to spend the rest of the week with them because they have amazing ears and amazing feedback because um, I'm just there to basically keep the ensemble on track with time. Um, make sure that, you know, things sound in tune, that the tempo, you know, stays locked in, that we can, you know, get a full recording, uh, you know, what we just heard earlier of the Jacovino, um, you know, was one complete run through of, of a movement. What we do after that is then we go in and we, we find these sections of getting the movement so we can get two or three more reps. And so it's my job to figure out the best spots to start and to stop so that I can, Again, make sure that the ensemble is not only comfortable, but make sure that the recording engineers are comfortable with how they're going to mix all that together. Um, beyond you know, the recording session, uh, the producer handles making the logistical schedules. Um, I mean, I've been doing that for the last couple of months. I was going to say, we we just met in person, but yes. we're well acquainted. We've known each email. other for a little yes. bit over email <laughs> yeah, and Zoom meetings and all that. Um, which is, you know, be great to finally, you know, see you in person. Hi. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so doing all the scheduling, all of the emailing, um, you know, generally making sure uh, and, and making uh, good faith assumptions that we'll, we will have enough time to do everything and adjusting on the fly um, when, when stuff comes up, you know, if it takes a little longer to do a sound check, well, okay, so we, we are 15 minutes behind how we're going to make up that time later. Um, and so I do that, you know, by making a schedule that does have a bit of breathing room within it. And beyond that, too, it is also just picking up anything that hasn't been done. So I don't have a production assistant. So I am there, you know, sitting there making sure looking at the clock that we have the time, you know, uh, I want to be sure that everybody has the food that like they um, have time to go to lunch, like to go to dinner. So like, I had to make sure that is in the schedule that doesn't always fall to one individual producer, but on a smaller, more intimate project like that, again, it's like a very wide hat that has many hats inside of it. Um, this metaphor is getting away from yeah. me, but I think you know what I'm talking <laughs> <Yeah>. about. <laughs> so um, how, like, how democratic is is the process? Like if, you know, two of the ensemble members are like, oh, that was a good take, and three of them are like, eh, I could have done better. Like, how do you how do you make the call on, like, do we do one more take of this? You know, because you don't want people to get tired, but... Right. You want them to feel good about what they did. Yeah, and especially with brass players, um, when it comes to getting tired, that can really um, affect the face, you know, not to downplay any other performing artists, but um, that can really, really impact the sound because it all, you know, comes right <laughs> out there. It's just an amplification. Um, and now, Sam, you're going to hear all the secrets of what I'm saying when oh. I'm not hitting the talk back button for how to handle it. But generally, it's kind of like an algebraic equation. I have to sit there and think, okay, do is it quicker to have them play it again to just satisfy the people that want to do something again. Is it something where I'm going to negotiate and be like, you know, we have it on another take. I can assure you uh, that we have it. Or like, we don't need to like get hung up on that. We need to keep moving forward. Or is it, you know, something where I, you know, shut up and just let them work it out. And I think it all fundamentally comes down to trust. The five of them trust each other Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, like it, it's funny because he mentions like the conversations they have um, behind their in their own room in the recording uh, box, but we're having our own conversations the whole time as well. And and, and I definitely feel like we're able to support each other and make sure each other is feeling like okay and getting what they need. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the key thing. And I, I've worked with a lot of groups and I have to say right from the first rehearsal coming in with you guys, I knew the energy was really, really good. Um, you know, I think right away you were like, just say anything you want. But I just sat there really quietly. Um, a teacher I had always told me this thing that I love. He's like, um, you were given two ears and one mouth. So listen <laughs> twice as much as you talk. <laughs> And that was what I did in that first rehearsal. I really wanted to get the group vibe. And I just saw how they worked democratically. And it was never like a power struggle. And so I want to like replicate that energy with any group I'm working with. You make it easy because you guys are already doing that. And so I don't know if that really answered the question. But basically, it is kind of that where I'm juggling like, okay, where are we in the schedule? How pressing is the need? And is it quicker to do it again? or Or is it like to just do it again, even if we don't really need it. Um, because you never know. You could have something even more magical happen, even if I'm like, I know we have like two in the can that are really good. But like, instead of debating with them for a few minutes in 90 seconds, we could just have a third one and then we can move on. 
I so. love your use of the word democratic. That is, <laughs> that is so important to our group and, and why I love chamber music so much. Yeah. We used to have like an internal executive director, like one of the members would be that like organizational leader. Um, but so this is the first time we've had a producer help recorded an album and it's the first year um last summer we hired an executive director outside the quintet and so i like how it still feels like a team and nothing feels like top down we just have more team members and Mm -hmm. so the musicians we can focus more and more on the music and we have so many more friends to help support us in that mission which is yeah i mean already so helpful to have eric with us this week oh thanks Well, let's hear how all of that comes together right now. We're going to hear music of Rich Chamarier, Pandora's Magic Castle. Thank you. 
Music of Rich Chamarier. We heard Pandora's Magic Castle, performed by Calliope Brass, their IPR's ensemble in residence this week, recording music for an upcoming album. We've been talking with Eric Saris, the album's producer, and Samantha Lake, the group's tuba player. Thank you both so much for coming in today. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. You can hear Calliope Brass perform Saturday night at the Music House Museum with special guest, the Northern Lower Brass Quartet. This edition of Studio A was engineered by Kelly D. Pasquale with support from Michael Culler. I'm Amanda Sewell. Thanks for listening. Studio A is a production of Interlochen Public Radio, part of Interlochen Center for the Arts. Our recording engineer is Kelly Di Pasquale. Amanda Sewell is our music director. Our digital content manager is Emily Duncan Wilson. Learn more at interlochenpublicradio.org. Thank you.